Alhamdulillah, wahda wa salatu wa salamu ala manna nabiya ba'da amma ba'd. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim, bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Wa dhakir fa inna dhikra tanfa'a al-mu'minin. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa baraka ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala sayyidina Muhammad wa barak wa sallam. Deen par chalna ke liye, or deen mein aage bharne ke liye, ek jazba ki zirut hoti hai. Dil mein ek jazba. یہ جذبہ زیادہ تر نوجوانی میں پائے جاتا ہے اس سے نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم نے نوجوانوں کی مخاطب کرتے ہوئے یہی فرمایا کہ جو اپنا جوانی کا عمر اپنے جذبات سے اپنے رب کی عبادت کرتا ہے اپنے پورے جذبات کو اپنے رب کے فرمر بدارے میں لگاتا ہے تو ایسے نوجوان کو اللہ تعالیٰ اپنا عرش کا سائے دیں گے قیامت کے دن جیسے انسان کا عمر بڑھتا ہے طبی طور پر فطری طور پر فزیولوجیکلی میڈیکلی اس کے یہ والے جو جذبات ہیں نا دین کے لیے ایک جذبہ عشق وہ طبی طور پر تھوڑا سا کم ہو جاتا ہے کیونکہ اس کی ہر انداز میں جسمانی طور پر تھوڑا سا سلو ہو رہا ہے ذہنی طور پر تھوڑا سا سلو ہو رہا ہے دینی طور پر جذباتی طور پر بھی تھوڑا سا سلو ہو رہا ہے ہمارے جو اکابر تھے صاحب اکرام تابعین تباہ تابعین محدثین مفسرین ان میں یہ چیز نہیں پایا جاتا تھا ان میں ایک عجیب معاملہ تھا کہ جیسے وہ اپنے عمر میں بڑھتے جاتے تھے ان کا جذبے بھی بڑھتا جاتا تھا اگر آپ آج بھی اگر آپ کسی بھی ہمارے ہندوستان پاکستان کے یا اہل عرب میں سے یا کسی بھی عالم اسلام میں کسی متقی صالح ولی اللہ عالم دین جو بڑے عمر کے ہیں کبھی ان کے ساتھ کچھ وقت گزاریں آپ حیران ہوں گے آپ کہیں گے تو بالکل نوجوان ہیں یہ اتنا کم سوتے ہیں اتنا کم کھاتے ہیں ایسا سفر کر رہے ہیں ایسا بیان دے رہے ہیں یہ ان کے اندر تو ایسی طاقت ہے ایسا جوش ہے ایسے جذبہ ہے کہ کہنے کو تو وہ اسی سال کے مڑکے ہیں مگر ہم ان کو دیکھ رہے ہیں یہ تو کوئی بیس پچیس سال کا نوجوان معلوم ہوتے ہیں میں ایک مثال دیتا ہوں ہندوستان کے بزرگ عظم اور تمزمان صاحب اللہ آبادی کچھ عرصے پہلے شابان کے مہینے میں یہاں آئے تھے ان کی عمر اب ماشاء اللہ چوراسی سال کی عمر ہے اگر ایسے سفر کرتے ہیں ہندوستان میں بھی پوری دنیا میں بھی ایسے بیان دیتے ہیں ایسے جوش جذبہ ان کے دل میں تو یہ کیا چیز ہے اب سائنس میڈیسن اس چیز کو نہیں سمجھ سکتا عرف عادت نہیں سمجھ سکتا یہ دین کی برکت ہے دین کی قوت ہے دین کی طاقت ہے دین کی اصلیت ہے جس کمیونٹی میں ایسے بڑے لوگ ہوتے تھے تو وہ واقعی وہ امت کے بڑے نبی کریم صلیسم نے ایک حسن حدیث میں فرمایا البرکت ما اکابرکم کہ برکت آپ کے بڑوں میں برکوں کے پاس رہنا برکوں کی صحبت حاصل کرنا بڑوں کی مشورہ دینا بڑوں کی دعا لینا اب بڑے عمر کے لیے اس جوش جذبہ کیسے پیدا کریں اب میں آپ کو ایک اور مثال دیتا ہوں ایک ہندوستان کے بزرگ کے لیے چلا اب آپ کو ایک پاکستان کا بزرگ دیتا ہوں ہمارا حضرت حاجی عبد الوہاب صاحب دعوت برکات ہیں جو اب شاید یار اس بک میں اتنا سفر نہیں کر پاتے اگر آپ کبھی ڈائیون جائے ان کے پاس وہ عجیب غریب ان کے جذبہ ایک دفعہ وہ کھڑے تھے اور وہ اپنے کمیز پہن رہے تھے کمیز پہنا تھا اور آستینیں ابھی بھی اوپر تھیں ابھی آستین نیچے نہیں کر سکے اور ہاتھ ان کے ایسے تھے کسی نے کوئی بات چھیڑ دی آدھا گھنٹہ اس حالت میں بات کرتے رہے ان سے دھات کے بارے میں بھول گئے تھے 
कि आधा महीने के बीच पहन लिया और अभी आस्तीन बाकी और हाथ को भी ऊपर ऐसे रखना आधे घंटे के लिए तो कोई वजिश होता है कि आप हाथ ऐसे रखें और आधे घंटे उसको खड़े रखें वो ऐसे खड़े होकर बस जीत जाता ये तो नौजवान भी ऐसे नहीं कर सकता दिन से कुत ताकत मिलती है ताकत लाहौल के मेरा कोशिश करें गो के मगर भी मौसर कहेंगे आप रिटायर्ड हैं आप रिलैक्स करें जहां तक दुनिया का मामला है हम तो बिल्कुल मुतफिक हैं दुनिया से जितने जल्दी आप रिटायर हो सके रिटायर हो सके जितना पैसा कमा लिए जो आपके लिए आपके बच्चों के लिए कफालत के लिए काफी है इस दुनिया से फारक हो जाए तीन में लग जाए इबादत करें कुरान करीम की तलावत करें दीन की दावत करें नौजवानों के साथ बैठे बहुत से लोग बिलखसूस जब हम इंग्लैंड यूएस के आने में सफर करते हैं वो समझते हैं कि जो नौजवान के लिए कोई नौजवान आलम हो वो उनको उन्हीं के लेजे में बात करे तो फिर वो दीन पढ़ाएंगे ये भी ठीक है ये भी एक तरीका है और हम बस इस आखिरी बात के बाद इसी को अख्तियार करेंगे ठीक है ना मगर बच्चों को नौजवानों को दीन पर चलाने के लिए जब उनके दरमियान में एक बड़ा बैठता है और उस बड़े के दिल में अल्लाह की याद होती है उस बड़े के दिल में अल्लाह की मोहम्मद का नूर होता है उस बड़े के दिल में उम्मत की फिक्र दीन का जज्बा होता है उसका एक ऐसी तासीर है जो अंग्रेजी लहजा में नहीं होता जो हम नौजवानों में यारी लगाकर वो एक अलग असर तासीर है और जो बड़ों बच्चों के दरमियान में बैठकर वो अलग तासीर है अब जरूरी है कि मस्जिद में हो हर घर में आप में से हर एक माशा बाप है या दादा है या नाना है आपके या बच्चे हैं या नवासे हैं या पोते हैं ठीक है ना या नेफ्यूज हैं नीसेज हैं आप में से हर एक बड़े और कई आपके एक्सटेंडेड फैमिली में काफी छोटे उनको दीन के बारे में बात करें रसूख के साथ यकीन के साथ बहुत से नौजवान अब ऐसे हो गए कि उनके ईमान भी एक शक में आ गया अजीब गरीब उनके अशकाल होते हैं सवालत होते हैं कंफ्यूजन होते हैं रबी करीम के बारे में अल्लाह तला के बारे में हाँ ठीक है इसके एक हल ये भी है कि हम उनको इस चीज को बरह रास्त पढ़ाएं समझाएं मगर कभी ये भी एक हल होता है कि वो किसी साहिब यकीन साहिब यकीन होने के लिए कोई बड़ा आलम शेख मुफ्ती होना जरूरी नहीं है मशलाफ हर एक साहिब यकीन है सिर्फ ये माना है कि जिसके दिल में पुख्ता अल्लाह ताला के बारे में पुख्ता यकीन बस उन छोटों बच्चों को नौजवानों को ऐसे साहेब यकीन लोगों की सोबत की जरूरत है ठीक है ना और जो घर में जो बड़ा है वो तो 24 घंटे सोबत मिलता है और जो कभी कभी कोई शेख आलम आता है वो तो कभी कभी उनको सोबत मिलेगा बड़ा दिस वनिशल For young people to come closer to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, you need feelings, but you also need actions. And for a young person, what happens a lot is they come to a talk, they go on jamaat, they spend time with an alim, and they get excited about din. They get some feeling, they get some interest about din, but they're not able to follow up that feeling with action. Deen requires a'mal, a'mal of salih. And especially when a person is young, actions are what changes a person. You can see that when a person is studying, if there's a young man who loves 
physics. But he doesn't study physics. Loving physics isn't going to take him so far. If he says, I love Arabic. I'm really excited about Arabic. Oh, I heard a great talk that Arabic is language of Jannah. But he doesn't sit down and make amal. Doesn't make effort. Doesn't put in the time. Doesn't have hard work. That passion, that feeling isn't going to take him very far. And this is a problem. And our chronic problem with our youth is laziness. And they're lazy in dunya, they're lazy in deen, and therefore they're not accomplishing. You know, in the American Muslim community, you will find, and maybe because there are some differences between America and England, in the American Muslim community, because America is a very hardworking country, and they push you really hard to work. So, so the youth there, the Muslim youth there, now maybe not all of them are hardworking in deen, Almost all of them, I would say 90 plus percent, end up becoming very hard working in dunya. And there's no social welfare benefit system there. It's very little in America that you can rely on. Now what happens is that when they become hard working in dunya for the sake of school and education, and then in their heart they get the feeling and passion for deen, they're already a hard working person. So for Dawah over there, all we have to do is give them the passion for Deen, love for Allah Subhanahu Wa love for the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi And because they're already a hardworking machine, you put the fuel of Deen in them, they become hardworking in Deen. My experience here in England is that here you have to do double the effort. Here you have to, yes, obviously give them that passion and feeling and love for Allah Subhanahu Wa excitement about Deen, but you also have to make them hardworking. So we, in Urdu, we call it ragra. And metaphorically, metaphorically, danda. Metaphorically. You have to really push a person. So many of the HIFS instructors here, for example, they say that, you know, we have to really push the students, constantly push the students, constantly push the students. When they graduate, we have to keep pushing them, keep pushing them to the door. The parents are coming, they say we have to keep pushing them, keep pushing them. They give beyond, parents line up with their children to make Muzaffa, make the one. Hassan is doing this much, tips. he's finishing this, he's not studying, etc. Hmm? So then what occurs to me is that if this is the situation, you have to think, what is more important for your child? If you see, and, and, and a lot of people do this in dunya, so if you see in deen, your child has limited effort. He's putting in, he's not putting in unlimited effort. He's putting in limited effort. Mahdud. Mehnat, mahdud. He's putting in limited effort. In any situation like that, you have to set specific targeted goals. It's more important in this day and age that a person becomes muttaki saleh and obeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as opposed to necessarily doing any particular course or curriculum we put in front of them. In fact, on the Day of Judgment, what all of us will be asked is very simple. Did you obey Allah SWT? I'm a Shaykh, did you obey Allah SWT? I'm an Alim, did you obey Allah SWT? I'm a Hafiz, did you obey Allah SWT? I'm son of so-and-so, did you obey Allah SWT? I give so much charity, did you obey Allah SWT? قُلْ أَتِيُوا اللَّهَ وَأَتِيُوا الرَّسُولَ Allah Ta'ala told Nabi Akareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Tell them very simply What is deen? Ati'ullah You must obey Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Wa ati'u Rasul You must obey Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And this is the problem Because a lot of us We can tick the other boxes We can say I give a lot for the community 
we can say I'm 100% on that. But when it comes to obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and when it comes to leaving sin, zero disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we can't tick those boxes. To understand very clearly, you can tick all the other boxes that you want, but on the Day of Judgment, you will be asked about these two things. Did you obey 100% and did you disobey 0%? That's what it all comes down to. And I've seen that a lot of the people who have problems in England, marriage problem, divorce issues, separation issues, children rebelling against some issues, business problems, health problems, all types of problems. The amount of problems is more than what I would suspect to be statistically huh, the average. Hmm? It's very strange. You would think that the people of Iman should have lower problems than the statistical average because they have Iman, they have Amal Saleh. They should have the Barakah Deen. Why is it that they have more problems? Because even though outwardly they may look like they're on Deen, they are secretly, privately disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, my experience has been, I want you to listen to what I'm about to say very carefully. Allahu alam, Allah knows best how Allah operates. He is ahkam al-hakameen. But because we travel and we meet people, I can just share with you my experience from what I've seen and what people have told me. Listen to what I'm going to say very carefully. Allah Ta'ala sometimes even lets a person get away with public disobedience, but Allah Ta'ala does not let a person get away with private disobedience. And we think the other way around. <laughs> we think as long as we're not publicly disobeying Allah Ta'ala, openly disobeying Allah Ta'ala, knowingly disobeying Allah Ta'ala, we can secretly, privately cheat and disobey Allah Ta'ala and everything will be justified. No, 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 no. This Allah Ta'ala says many places in the Quran. He knows what you do openly. He knows what you do secretly. He knows what you even yourself, you try to hide. Ajeeb, what you deliberately try to hide and conceal in the innermost depth of your chest and breast. Allah Ta'ala knows that also. So we have to leave all the private disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'll give you, I'm going to give you a range of private disobedience so you understand. One private disobedience, listen very carefully, is when you meet your friends in the masjid to be very nice and polite and smiling with them, but in the home, maybe with your wife, maybe with your parents, maybe with your children, to be very mean and tough and gruff with them. So to have sunnah akhlaq publicly, but to have khilaf sunnah against the sunnah akhlaq privately. <coughs> Private disobedience. If this is called nifaq in our deen. To be one way in public and to be a worse way in private is called nifaq, hypocrisy. Those who had nifaq in their iman, in their iman, munafiqoon, Allah SWT said they will be in darke asfal. They will be in the lowest pits and abyss in the fire of Jannah. Alhamdulillah, because we all have iman, so we don't have, we're not munafik in iman. But, do we want to be munafik in sunnah? Do we want to be munafik in akhalat? Do we want to be munafik in amal? Do we want to be munafik in hal? Hey, big problem. 
You look like the sunnah, but you don't act like the sunnah. Hmm? I'd even, so I told you I would start on a small scale. I put smoking there as well. You might be thinking, okay, what's the fatwa on smoking? Alright, so no problem. I'm mufti, I'll give you fatwa on smoking. Smoking is makruwa tahrimi. Severely, prohibitively disliked by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you do it occasionally. And smoking, if you do it regularly, regularly, such that medical science, which it has decided, that it is harmful for your health, it's haram. But I want you to understand something else. If you look like this, and you smoke, that's nifaq. Just ask yourself this question. Could you ever imagine Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam taking a single, whatever you call it, puff or whiff of a cigarette? Can you imagine that? If you say no, if you say my imani jazbas, anybody who imagines that, I will accuse them of blasphemy. Anybody who dares even imagine that my Nabi Akrim could even take one puff, I will say he's gustaf. Then what do you say about your own self? Hmm? It starts with these things, with behavior, with akhlaq, with habits, habits and behavior, habits and behavior. You know, in our deen, tasawwuf ultimately ends at marfat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah But it begins here. Tazkiyah, the beginning, is to change your behavior and to change your habits. Then the difference between public and private disobedience it gets even worse. Hmm? To publicly in front of your children be loyal and loving to your wife and to privately, secretly indulge in affairs and be disloyal to your wife. Publicly obedient, privately disobedient. Allah does not let people get away with this. This is what I'm telling you. you. And this is why I'm telling you because outwardly you will think you can get away with it. Bazaar to Chalrat. Allah does not like this nifat. Difference between public and private, publicly when you meet Shaykh and Alam, to be very ajiz and humble in front of him. Hmm? But when you're in your business and shop, to be very arrogant and pride, and have kibriyai on the way you treat your employees and workers. Difference between public and personal. So alhamdulillah, we should still do shukr to Allah Ta'ala, at least He gave us public obedience. Hmm? It's a great blessing from Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Right? Alhamdulillah, if we have some sunnah, alhamdulillah, if we have sunnah akhlaq with our friends in masjid, alhamdulillah, we have sunnah akhlaq with the ulama who we meet, alhamdulillah, we are praying salah, we are praying jummah, we are praying fajr, we know how to read Quran. These are all blessings of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. So why was I so tough on you today? 
because that's the tragedy. If there's somebody who doesn't have public obedience, doesn't have outward obedience, doesn't have sunnah, can't read Quran, doesn't give charity, and a person like that sins, okay, I can understand that. That's understandable. The problem is, that why is it that people who have the public obedience, the outward obedience, the sunnah of Nabi Akram sallam, Allah has blessed them with the loyal wife, Allah has blessed them with children, Allah has blessed them with wealth, Allah has blessed them with home, when there's so many Muslims who are refugees, so many Muslims who are homeless, so many Muslims who've lost their spouse or their children in war. And Allah has blessed this person with all of those things. And to be fair to that person, he is also truly shakir. He is even grateful for those things. He's even grateful for the blessings Allah Ta'ala gives him, but he still betrays Allah Ta'ala anyway. What type of tragedy is that? Fuck. Hmm? Thinking he can pull it off. Thinking he can do something on the side. Allah, look at me that. This is the thing that we have to make tawbah of. We speak about these things in Jummah because Jummah where you get the most ordinary Muslim will come. Hmm? So that's why we must speak about the most widespread topics. But obviously, mashallah, I know many of you are not guilty of this and many of you, mashallah, are more pious and private than you are publicly. That's called ikhlas. So I don't have more time, but I would just explain that to you in one sentence. If you want to know what's the opposite of this, that's called ikhlas. Ikhlas means your private obedience is better than your public obedience. Your private worship is better than your public worship. Your private akhlaq is better than your public akhlaq. Allah Akbar Kabira. That's called deen. Allah al khalis. That to Allah Ta'ala befits and to Allah Ta'ala belongs and to Allah Ta'ala is the right that a person has such a pure and sincere deen. And you know Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he made a beautiful sunnah dua. And this, you should make this as a dua, but you should also make this your philosophy of life. Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he made dua to Allah Ta'ala, that, O oh Allah, grant me a virtuous outward. Make me salih, pious, virtuous. Outward appearance, but also outward action, public action. Second, and Allah Ta'ala grant me a virtuous inward button. Make me murtaki, have haya, adab, akhlaq inside my heart. And third, Allah Ta'ala make my inward even better than my outward. Make me even more better privately than I am publicly. This is the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa If we can come on this sunnah, especially the Muslims who pray salah, the Muslims who pray jamaah, then inshallah you will see Allah Ta'ala put so much barakah that the youth will naturally be on deen. The youth will naturally have yakin. You will have barakah back in your homes, barakah back in the marriages. This is the real magic to eliminate the family disputes. If you do this amal that I give you today, you won't need to do any other amal that any other type of person tries to give you. If you bring true, real, sincere, deep deen in your private life, You'll be amazed at the barakah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give. He is Allah kulli shay'in kadir. He is powerful over each and everything. May Allah ta'ala give me tawfiq to do amal on this public talk that I gave, both publicly and privately. 
And may Allah Ta'ala put barakah in all of our deen, in our life, in our relationships. Wa akhirul da'wana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.